What is up, AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs fans? I am Tim Thomas, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Graham Old Father. What is up, brother? Yo, what is up, everybody? We are going back to Miami, baby. We going to win that thing, and the Lamar Hunt Trophy is currently residing in Kansas City with our boys, the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow, what an amazing journey. I mean, this this season's kind of had everything at times. You know, we were thinking, is Pat done for the rest of the season? There were so many highs and lows, and uh, at one point, you know, we'd lose like four straight, three straight home games and are looking pretty bad, and it's, it seems like everything is clicking together all at once. Has it really set in for you yet exactly, like just the... I don't know the momentous occasion because for me, I, for me, I feel like every day it's it's, it's kind of getting closer and closer. It's like wow, we have really done this thing. We are actually going to be playing in the Super Bowl. But uh, especially that, I mean, that day after, like, it, I mean, the day, the day of, the day after, it was still just like shock. I mean, it, I really couldn't believe it. Honestly, yeah, I don't think it'll really set in until that Saturday when it's just wait until game time. Yeah, I, I think you're right, man. But let's, you know, I think what we kind of want to do with this episode is give you a quick rundown of the game, our thoughts, what this kind of means for us as an organization, as fans, uh, and then go ahead and save that Super Bowl preview for the next episode and leading into the week. Because obviously things are bound to happen, you know, things going on with Miami, news stories, how the media is handling everything. So we kind of want to save that for you guys. So go ahead and listen in as we go ahead and break down this in my opinion, what could have been an ass whooping kind of felt to me like it. I mean, we got down 10-0 early uh, against the Titans. Uh, Derrick Henry was kind of doing what a lot of people expected him to do. But uh, one of the things that kind of stood out to me was the fact that it seemed like our defense was giving them breaks to allow them to go ahead and get down the field to make those scores. So, Graham, you kind of want to comment on that real quick? Yeah, absolutely. To start off the game, it seems like we've done this in all of our postseason games, is we've just immediately shit the bed and let them go score. When we played the Texans, that was the first time the Texans didn't elect to defer the entire season. It shows you that teams are like, we need to get the football first. We need to score. We cannot go down to these guys because if we go down, it's over. I think that that is, you know, really flattering. If you guys watch this episode of the franchise, Andy walks right up to Patrick and he goes, that's the first time they to to receive the entire season and he's like yeah they're scared and and so like i mean he just everyone just has that mentality it's just like no matter what we're getting this done so i mean we immediately give up 10 points go down double digits to start off and then we come right back out just boom firing and i mean they come back and score but uh i think the biggest part of this that we have to get is this is a team defense, and it's a comparable team defense. Tyra Matthew and Frank Clark are absolute studs and very fucking good. The offseason uh, additions from this season that Brett Beach got have been huge and stepped up in those huge moments. Like Frank Clark has had two postseason uh, sacks to finish this off for us, and I mean, looks like an animal out there, and obviously T5 out there is looking like a beast. Uh, legitimate Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Yeah, I mean, the, the way the defense eventually stepped up there was absolutely massive. Uh, to me, one of the things that I wanted to address specifically was just the fact that 
you know, we had multiple offsides penalties that was allowing them to go ahead and get down the field. I mean, we were getting close to making stops, and then guys would just jump offsides. And then, you know, that, that's obviously a momentum killer. You know, they were happening on third down. Derrick Henry, if you get him close to the, you know, third and one, third and two, you, you're pretty much guaranteed to get it. But uh, eventually they straightened all that out. And I hope that's something that this next game we can go ahead and get figured out because obviously this is a big moment. You know, guys can get a little bit in their head and, you know, want to want to start getting to the ball a little quicker and start getting a little antsy and jump. But those were plays that to me were pretty important, not to start off negatively about the team because the defense absolutely stepped up. Like you said, Frank Clark, his ability, what he did out there, and a lot of that was stuff that did not show up on the stat line. I mean, just setting the edge is so beautiful. I mean, compared to what we've seen the last few years, what he's able to do out there on the edge is just magnificent. Forcing guys back inside, not letting Derrick Henry get a full head of steam, and then guys coming in and flying up. I mean, he... uh, One of the things that... You know, normally I'm not a huge fan of, but, you know, with the way the squad's going, I love it. It's just the shit talking. I mean, Frank Clark, we, we had talked about it last week. He was letting him know. He's like, we're, we're going to go ahead and take care of this guy. I mean, he's not going to be that hard to tackle. We can get it done. And just got roasted yeah. by all of the media about what what was going to happen, how they, he was going to get trucked, how our defense was not going to be able to get it done. And, man, they chipped away at him like a big old tree. I mean, they were just knocking him down over and over and over. And by the end of it, you know, he was noticeably getting up slower and slower and I think running with a little bit less intensity. And maybe that's kind of why they went away from the run game. I'm not really sure exactly, but I think that's just the Mahomes effect as well. I mean, you just feel like you have to start throwing the ball. You have to go more play action and hope that what you did before established enough of a run that you can open up some guys. And uh, it's it's just huge to see, man. The defense really did step up there, but the offense really did steal the show. Absolutely. I mean, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, and that run that is just being dubbed as the run is unbelievable that's the greatest play in Patrick Mahomes career and we've said that several times but I think that that is truly the best thing that we've seen out of him and honestly I I expect something similar this next week he just always shows up in big games in the biggest times when you need a score going down I think when he scored there was what like seven seconds left in the half yeah two timeouts so he would have been able to kick a field goal minimum but to get that touchdown there where he just gave him that little head fake and then he beat he went up the sideline and cut in and then looked like no one wanted to tackle him there like everyone was afraid to put their hands on him yeah you know i think uh big old 90 defense tackle for the tennessee titans was kind of chasing him down and once uh dbs were getting to him he kind of slowed down because i think he just expected of course he's gonna go down you know it's just no way he gets this done and then the dbs are trying to rip the balls out of it the ball out of his hands but mahomes the quarterback is out here he switches uh, the the hand that the ball is in twice on that same play and wants to get away from one defender and then another one when he cuts back off the sideline it was insane to see just the presence of mind to do that but I mean comparatively speaking last week we talked about how he's dragging a foot and pushing the ball with his index finger so obviously the guy's 
got the mindset to go ahead and know what he needs to do to, to protect the ball. But the the skill that he showed on that play, the head fake, the everything he did there was just incredible. And you know, if you watch the sounds of the game and uh, the mic'd up series, you see Travis Kelsey drop down to both knees, hands to the sky, like you, you could feel it. Dude, yeah, it's like uh, a lot of people were showing this video circulating, but there's a video in, of 2015 when the Royals were in the World Series and they the crowd just erupts and there's it, it's like a view from the outside and you can just hear as soon as Mahomes gets free and then when he scores the touchdown, I mean, the play, like it just erupts like twice. And then, but the second time when he gets in the, in the end zone, you can just hear just nothing basically just absolute the loudest sound you can ever hear i mean uh, un- truly unbelievable and i thought it was so funny on nfl countdown the show on espn they run all day before going in they had every single person had chose in favor of the titans except for the host sam porter who was like why would i go against why would i go against patrick mahomes she's like you guys are idiots you know that right like and they were all like nah they got this they got this king henry this D can't stop him. There's no way. And it's just like, dude, this isn't, that's not their offense. Like, and it's really similar to this 49ers team, which we'll get into a little bit next week. But I mean, they have a really similar offense to them. They're really run heavy. They rely on that. Jimmy Garoppolo is decent, um, but he's not the greatest quarterback in the world. Like Patrick Mahomes, he's, I mean, and when Patrick Mahomes can get free and stuff like this, it's truly unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about the perspective of what, how Patrick Mahomes can help a defense. It's funny, you know, if you think of like Twitter personalities like Barry McCockner and how Brady uh, always is pushing the defense, making the tackles out there. Well, in, in a all like in a real sense, knowing that you have that guy on the other side of the field completely just changes the game plan, what you're able to do. And he makes the job easier for the defense because, you know, once they're down, it's like, okay, well, now they have to start going to play action. Now they have to start throwing the ball. Maybe we don't have to come up and commit so hard to Derrick Henry because that's one of the great things about having a great running back is being able to open up guys down the field. They knew that they could settle in there, you know, and start making some plays. And the way that they were coming up on short stuff, I mean, it was it was beautiful. Essentially, the way they handled it was, you know, kind of exactly how we thought it would yeah, it would happen. Were, you know, we said limit Derrick Henry, don't let him break off big runs. And what what happened? I think the biggest runs he had were about you know just eleven, twelve yards. I mean, he ran for sixty nine total. So it, they were able to go ahead and limit his ability to really break him deep. And then also the deep ball was not there either. I mean, they were had some crossing patterns that were able to happen, but they were able to come up to the ball. Anytime they were throwing anything short, the honey badger was coming up and flying and laying the wood. But speaking of laying the wood specifically, yeah. you know where I'm yes. going. Our, is, our boy, baby. Is, uh, apparently our boy now, Dirty yeah, Dan Sorensen. He's good in my book. Good in my book, baby. You're Man, good with Tannehill, me. If, if you haven't listened to the audio, the mic'd up audio of that hit that he puts on Ryan Tannehill, it sounds like it got it sounds like a damn train crash. Dude, I mean, it is absurd. Like, you know, 
the only reason uh, Tannehill got up so quick there is because he was like, oh, all right, get up, get up, get up, get up. All right, here we go. Here, And I mean, he got absolutely destroyed. That was unbelievable. Dirty Dan had a great game. And I think he also had what was kind of like the bruising tackle against Derrick Henry also. He came up and just hit him really hard in the legs. And then as you can see, uh, Henry gets up. He kind of limps off, calls himself out to the sideline. And at that point, momentum was swinging our tide. And we were really starting to pick up and roll at that point. Yeah, I mean, the defense The defense was really imposing their will. And something that's so great to see with this team specifically is just the attitude difference from last year. And, you know, it's we talked about it with Frank Clark, that confidence that they have out there and the swagger that they play with, championship swagger like Tyran Matthews speaks about. You know, and comparatively last year, uh, it was hard for them to kind of have that confidence just because they were so bad because the media was always talking about how this is going to be the the part of the team that limits what they're able to do and they were they right yes they were right but you know even with this squad at the beginning of the year there were a lot of questions even even from myself you know I won't say that you had them but I will say that myself you know I had some issues with what with what we are doing out on the field but they never lost that intensity the honey badger never never wavered in his spirit and you know the Again, championship swagger that he brought to the field. Frank Clark, neither. I mean, he was always talking that talk, and now he has officially backed it all up. So now it's just time It's just time to see what they can do, and, man, I love that. I think it does a lot, you know, for an offense to kind of it, – it's one thing for an offense to have that confidence that they can do it, you know, but for a defense, I, I think it makes a huge difference. It makes your ability to come up, lay the wood – feel confident in your game and know that the guy next to you is going to take care of his. And that's huge. It's huge. And it's going to be a difference maker. And I, I, I really love it, man. Yeah. I mean, it seems like everything is clicking at the right time for this defense. Like I'm saying before, I'm just saying it again. Cause I'm just kind of in shock still it totally hasn't hit. Um, but I think what this really comes down to show is that front office connection with Brett Beach to Andy Reid when he went out there and he's like, no, I know who I want. I want Steve Spagnuolo to run this defense. And when he comes in, he's going to ask for a few players and let's go get him those players. He comes in, says, I really want you to go get Tyron Matthew. I want him to be the quarterback of this defense. And boom, it's been amazing. Sign him to an extension right now. Cool with it. I think that that really comes down to showing how much of a difference Bob Sutton had on this defense last year because we were playing scared. We were the opposing team last year. We were never the team that was just running and you were red hot. You were scared to play. It was always like, okay, well, we, we can play them. Their defense is awful. We just got to pass the ball and hope, hang out with Patrick Mahomes. We just got to be able to top him. And that's tough to do. But when you have a comparable defense on the other side of the ball, yeah. it's game over. Yeah, and I mean, let's let's go ahead and talk about a few specific offensive plays that were huge. Uh, you know, obviously the little pitch pass there to Tyree Kill to go ahead and put us on the board, just unstoppable. I mean, Kelsey's ability to go ahead and get out and make that cut block. I mean, he barely makes contact, but does enough to keep him out because Tyree Kill is just so fast that once you give him the edge, it's, it's over. He's going to get on the board. And then to have that touchdown catch on a beautiful, I mean... One, a beautiful play call. Two, a beautifully run route by McCole Hardman, which shouldn't go unappreciated the way he clears the safety and just leaves Tyreek Hill on an island. And just the move that Tyreek puts on that guy 
and the ball that Mahomes delivers to him. <laughs> I mean, that was that that was a thing of beauty. It was a thing of beauty to see that <laughs> he he knew exactly where he was going to be. He put that ball exactly on him and it was just perfect. Everything about that play was perfect. And that's what we kind of, you know, at times thought we were going to miss this season that Mahomes and his guys weren't really having that this year. Now it's the playoffs, and now these guys are totally rolling. And, I mean, maybe that's a little bit over the top because the last few weeks now we've really had it. But there were some moments where the offense wasn't quite all together. Now they seem to be clicking, in my opinion, even better than they were last year. Absolutely, and it's one of those things that I think that with time, everything just develops and develops. So with that play to where they send McColl on – the well, what is it kind of like a, it's a post. post it's like yeah. a post and, and then, then they like a sh- run kelsey as like the little under and i mean with they both take four defenders you know and if you can just stare at Nicole long enough you get one-on-one like you're always going to yeah. win that right there like always going to win one-on-one with tyree kill that was yeah and the fact <laughs> unbelievable and the fact man. there's not a little lob ball that it's just an absolute piss Laser. rocket to him i mean yeah and the thing is is he winds the ball up and starts throwing like while he's still looking at McColl and then just turns his head and just fires a bullet right in there. And I mean, man, his anticipation is one of the low key greatest aspects. I think of Patrick Mahomes for sure, because he can go out there and really know what you're doing, know what you are thinking at the time and make a decision from there. When he's got the football in his hands, he's the smartest dude on the football field. And when you got Eric Bieniemy and, Andy Reid right behind him. I mean, that's a great duo right there. That's going to be tough to beat. Yeah, no I, no doubt. And one of those anticipation throws that we saw that was just crazy because I don't I don't know if it's on the receiver or Mahomes so much, but it was a little bit off, but it was thrown so early was that Watkins catch for the first down. Oh, yeah. I mean, he throws that <laughs> thing, and that ball is five yards downfield before Watkins even turns around. And then makes that catch, which leads us into what should be our next topic of conversation. What Sammy Watkins has been doing in the playoffs and has always kind of done in the playoffs for this team and should not go unappreciated. It should not go unappreciated. Like, you know, the more and more he does stuff like this, I think that it's going to be tough to replace him. But it's a little too much money given for what the production is. But, oh, my God, he's been amazing this entire offseason. And, yeah, that was he didn't have a ton of touchdowns in the regular season, but he was, you know, he was battling injuries. He had a little, little tough go of it. Um, he's kind of one of those guys where he's always injured, but goddamn, does he look healthy right now? And we're clicking. We're clicking for sure. That was such a good play. I mean, I love when the defender just fell down and yeah. Patrick's like, yep, there we are. And I'm like, all right, perfect. I'm going to let this one go. Off the back right foot. Now. Like, yeah. Deep ball. Was it third down also? Uh, uh, yeah, it was third down. I think they I'm were. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, eyes are always deep with Mahomes. I mean, eyes are always looking deep first. And I remember thinking, what are you doing? Because, like, Tyree Kill is, like, wide open for, like, a 10-yard gain for the first down. And I'm like, no, no, no. And then you see Sammy come into the screen as this ball flies. And you're like, oh, my God, is he actually going to outrun this guy? And uh, what did you think that was that he did there? He did some little, like, point like right after he caught the ball, do you think he was pointing at the defender or what do you think he was doing there? Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I didn't really notice the point after the ball or after oh. the catch, but I didn't know. I mean, I think I was just too busy going crazy. And even when I yeah. watch it now, if he does point, I'm too busy just 
in sh in sheer elation again just watching the replay that I guess I didn't notice. Yeah, yeah, it it was pretty interesting. I was kind of wondering uh, what your thoughts on that would be, but yeah, he he like he catches it and then cuts, and then at that point he knows he's gone. Mm -hmm. And then, then he points somewhere. I'm not sure if he points like back to the defender or what, but he just, and then he high steps in basically and drops the football. And man, that was the clutchest play of all time and the final nail in the Titans coffin. And the supreme confidence in, from Mahomes to just throw that thing up there. I think he knows either one way, you know, it's just a smart football play because you're either, I think, you know, the, a flag was thrown for defensive pass interference. Part of me does wonder if he knew he had that play because we've seen him do it. We've talked about it before. We've talked about this season, last season. So he just knows he can let it go. Two, even if that flag doesn't come out there, if it does become a contested catch, there, it's probably going to be a flag there too. I mean, that's a, a you know, in, th in this league, uh, you know, quarterbacks and offense coordinators are smart enough to know that, you know, on a third and long, it's almost just as effective to throw a deep one and hope for a flag because the way this, you know, sometimes defenders panic and how, you know, NFL officials are flag happy. So just let it go. See what happens. Maybe you get this first down. But yeah, the, face the, guarding, like hopefully you can just turn and stop and them them run into, you, you know. Yeah, exactly. So the the ability to just let it go off the back foot, uh, someone bearing down on him to come make a hit, it's a, <laughs> it's truly incredible. I mean, we have the greatest. This guy came in. Think about it. This quarterback came in, and in his first game ever, leads us back with the second string against the Denver Broncos, and they had. Nothing to play for in the playoffs, so they just wanted to come in and kind of, you know, mess us up a little bit. It's a chance for them to get some, a little bit of pride at the end of the season. Mahomes doesn't let that happen. He comes in and absolutely shows out, leads, leaves the game, comes back in the game, and gets there for a touchdown. Then the next season, right? Next season. Takes us all the way, again, 12-4. and four, Takes us to the AFC Championship game. Hosts it for the first time in our history history as an organization and then obviously they fall short but then comes right back slays the dragon slays the bad and curse despite the knee injury and goes ahead and wins it this year i mean it, incredible and now here we are super bowl 54 <laughs> it's amazing man i honestly still i i we talked earlier about how maybe it was settling in a little bit the more i talk about it the more i realize that i'm still just in shock Absolutely, for sure. Like, at times we were just like, I don't even know, man. Like, this is just so insane. Mahomes has got to easily be the hottest start to a quarterback's, like, first two seasons ever. To get to the AFC Championship, come back in the fourth quarter twice and give your team a lead, then go into halftime and not, just not get the football and not have the opportunity to take that lead back. And you get the sting of that pain and that just grows and builds into a fire that you see is this team now that really took that loss and took it for what it could best be and applied it to this season and took all that fire and that same gas and energy and just added it to this fuel and it was so damn cool better than we could have ever imagined uh i'm i'm stoked about this offense man it's been clicking on all cylinders again i can't stop saying it but we're, we're riding this wave yeah, I mean, the and Mahomes' ability now to go ahead and... I mean, he's always had it, but the 
awareness now to go to it, the running the ball, the 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 getting downfield. I mean, we had talked previously. It's we're really getting to know this team, man. I mean, this last episode we had talked previously about how, you know, what what Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill do to a defense and how that basically means you have to double because when you don't, Mahomes throws that that ball that we talked about, that absolute rocket for a touchdown. And then when you do, you leave either three man rush and a QB spy, which again led to that and the greatest touch QB touchdown run in an AFC championship game that certainly I've ever seen. I mean, it was it was truly a special moment, one that will go on for him forever, will be shown at his Hall of Fame induction. Truly incredible. But that's that's just what his legs are starting to do. I mean, it's it's opening up guys, it's opening up receivers. And then it's also, you know, when you feel that you have to cover because he just diced you up, now you can run it again. So the way you attack that, I guess, like we've always said, it's just got to be a pass rush. But it's, I don't know if it's going to happen, but this 49, if anyone can do it, it's this 49ers defense. But we're going to save that for the next episode and really get into that. Uh, but Graham, I think kind of the next thing we should talk about is just how much this this means for, let, let's start with the coach. Andy Reid. What does this mean for Andy Reid? Uh, I think this is everything for Andy Reid. I think, you know, the players realize what has been said in the media about a- Andy Reid for a while now. Organization knows it and Chiefs Kingdom knows it. Like everyone wants this so bad for Andy. We want this for ourselves, obviously, for the fans, for the cult for the culture, for the kingdom. You know, we want this a lot. We want this bad. And I loved that pretty much everyone in their press conferences said, Yeah man, we're pretty happy right now, but we're not gonna we're not gonna party our asses off. We're gonna we're gonna party today, have a good time, enjoy this, and then we're gonna be back there on Monday, get ready to play whoever we're going to play, because at that point, the 49ers were, game was just starting. Uh, so, you know, th- I loved how all the guys kept it super serious, and Travis Kelsey in his post-game interview even, you know, got specifically asked about that and just said, yeah, you know, man, like, we're, we're aware of that. We, we've we heard it, and but we're going to go out there, and we're going to go get this for Coach Reed in this city. And, I mean, I, I think you couldn't really say it better than that. And to the city, I mean, is it just buzzing around up there? Yeah, I mean, it's just been incredible. Chief stuff everywhere. I mean, you look at Union Station, they got the, all the signs up. They It's just red everywhere. Everything's lit up at night red. And it's it really is incredible. And, and you're totally right. You're totally right about, you know, the fact that these guys are still just totally locked in. Obviously, they went ahead and had themselves a good night after going ahead and I'm getting sure. that game. I hope they did. But they're definitely going ahead and locked back in. But like Travis Kelsey said, man, you got to fight. For your right to party. And that's what they did, man. And that's what they're doing because they're going to keep on fighting and they're going to keep on riding this wave and hopefully get us that Super Bowl victory. But specifically with Andy Reid, man, just the fact that they got him back there, it's it's got to be an amazing feeling. And, and the media has talked all week about the importance of this moment and what Andy Reid certainly understands that because 2004 was his last Super Bowl. And I think he had mentioned actually that, you know, he didn't quite get it at the time because he thought, you know, oh, you know, we'll be right back here. It won't be long. We'll get right back in here. It could be next year, the year after, whatever, but we're going to be back. And then 15 years go by and it's like, well, uh, <laughs> you've got to take advantage. So he knows. He knows. So. It, it, I'm just, 
Yeah, and I'm just so happy for him, man. If anybody's earned it in this league, it's Andy Reid. And if anybody's earned it, it's it's the Chiefs' ownership. I mean, Lamar Hunt, what he was, what he did for the NFL, the merging, the bringing, the starting of the Super Bowl, it's special. It really is. And to see Norma Hunt go ahead and kiss that trophy, man, it honestly made me emotional. It was it was truly a momentous occasion for you know everyone all from the organization the very top all the way down to those fans you know it's 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 really an incredible thing exactly i mean it's never we've never seen us play this long ever we just we've never waited for this week ever before i'm i don't even know how hard it'll be to watch this game cuz you know usually we're out there just having buddies over having a good time hanging out uh, and you know the game is kind of secondary you just kind of have it on and obviously you're watching the game but this one's got to be laser focused <laughs> this one's gonna be gonna be completely different than any other super bowl before it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy man i just hope i can keep myself under control man no, no matter either way if we win i feel like i might have a heart attack if we lose i feel like i might we might i might have yeah. a heart attack just gotta either keep way, it in check be- but yeah, we gotta be coming out of this happy still. I mean, we we got there, and you know, we did with Andy Reid, we realized we have the tools in place to be here consistently. So I mean, that's huge. Yeah, and and you know, we did address how Andy Reid has mentioned how how tough it is to get back to this game. But if you're gonna have, you know, this is the squad to continue to do this. But you want to take advantage of the moment. But as a fan. I mean, I've I've heard talks of is this gonna be a disappointing season if we don't win the big game if we don't bring that Super Bowl Fifty Four trophy home, the Lombardi Trophy home, will it be a disappointment? To me, no. I mean, you you made it to this game, you won that AFC Championship, you made it here. Obviously, the end goal is to go ahead and bring that trophy home, but it's essentially one of the most impossible. I mean, it's the hardest thing to do in the sport of football is to win that trophy. You've made it to that moment. This is a huge thing. So either way, you still got to be all right. I know if we lose, I'm not going to feel too great about it. I, you know, but still, still, it's, it's incredible. You got to be happy. There's a disappointment. The, I mean, unless the game just goes so ridiculously crazy, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that in our future at all. Yeah. No, I mean, that'll be tough. You saw how Ryan Tannehill's face after this game. He kind of looked like he was in shock. He's like, you know, you don't prepare for this. Like, I, I, this was not the outcome we were wanting, hoping, wishing, or thinking. Like, you know, like, it's going to be tough. There's going to be a tough loss to take if we have to. Hopefully we don't. Hopefully we can go in there and break all that down for y'all next week. I cannot wait for that. It's going to be so cool. Uh, but... Another thing that I think is going to be super interesting here coming up when we go to Miami and get there is these players are going to face some really tough questions oh. from the national media. Like Tyreek Hill is going to get tough questions about his past. Frank Clark's going to get tough questions about his past. Pretty much anyone who has a past is going to get tough yeah. questions about him because this is going to be national media. There's going to be every reporter from every website in the world there, basically. So, I mean... It's going to be some tough questions these guys are going to have to answer, and uh, it's going to be a little bit different. <laughs> I mean, don't don't give it to them. I I they they know they know how to handle this. You know, they're going to be they're going to be prepped for what they're going to bring out there. And I don't think anyone's going to waste a second, you know, on on some bullshit question 
that's trying to take us out of our mindset, how we should be focused on the game. They know these guys are seasoned professionals. They've been through it. Tyreek Hill's certainly been through it. I mean, he's been through it by our own local media. So I think he knows how to go ahead and handle this moving forward. I think they'll be all right there. I mean, people are even digging up Patrick Mahomes' tweets from when he was in, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're they're even trying to dig stuff up on Mahomes now. It's just ridiculous. Like, it, this is just kind of what the national media is going to do. And we just, we just got to not play into their hands for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, he's been through it. He's been through it with the way the media's attacked his girlfriend, the way they've attacked everything. So they, these guys know how to handle themselves. I'm sure they'll be all right. You know, and Andy Reid's going to have their back no matter what. This organization has their back. The fans have their back. Uh, it's it's going to be a special week. And, uh, yeah, but you're right. You do have to be ready for it. There's a lot more that surrounds this game than simply just a football game. You have to be ready to go ahead and handle yourself out there in Miami uh, with the fans, with everybody out there. There's people that would love to mess your shit up. Don't let it happen. They won't let it happen. And, uh Man, I'm just, I'm just stay focused on football. Yeah, that's 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 the main thing here. Is just stay locked in, and you know they will be, man. You know they're gonna take care of business. Andy Reid has all the faith in the world in these guys, you know. And and they were talking about curfew and stuff this week. How they're just gonna keep it normal. How it would just be for a road game for the week, and it's gonna be great, perfect, man. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I really do think so. We gotta mention this that Andy Reid is the most winning coach of all time off of a bye. So there it is. I think that's got to be a part of this. I think that that's got to factor in that Andy Reid is the greatest to ever do it with two weeks to prepare. Kyle Shanahan is obviously a great offensive mind and a great young coach, but I think Andy Reid's experience here just has to kind of take controls and let Patrick be him, get with EB, get a game plan together, get on the same page. We'll be fine. We'll go out there. We will be fine. Yeah, and we'll get into that more next week. But, you know, for me personally, I think that's a good place to go ahead and wrap up this AFC Championship kind of wrap-up here. What do you think? Yes, sir. All right. Well, then, guys, <laughs> we're there, man. It's Super Bowl 54. We're going to be playing. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to be in red and white. Hey, let's actually talk about that for a second. Red and white, absolutely. That's the go-to. Anyone that says red on red, anyone that says red on red, you know, I, I'm not for it. What do you think? Are you, You're not pro red on red for this, are you? Don't say you are. I'd be Don't cool say, with red on red. Oh I'd be cool with it, bro. God, I love that bro. we're at home, and obviously it's not a color rush game, so we're not going to get that. But, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed. I love red on red. I love white on white. I But to see us have the home uniforms in the Super Bowl is going to be unbelievable. Yeah. I mean – I mean, I'm with you, bro. It's going to be nuts. Miami's going to be buzzing. Look, I don't – I don't uh, – I don't mind the red on red during the regular season, but man, it's just keep it classic, man. Here we are in the hundredth season of the NFL, the most classic uniforms in all of football. Just let's go ahead and get in there in the red and white, you know, just like we wanted in Super Bowl four, and let's go take care of business. And yeah, you know, I hear the 49ers might be rocking the white on white. I think they've been trying to work that out, but they might be on white and gold. Whatever color they they want to get beat in, that's fine by me. And we'll dig into that deeper. But man, we are going to be taking care of it. Can't wait to bring you this next episode, previewing it. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Find us at the Tailgate KC on Twitter. And uh, guys, bring us questions if you got any. What do you want to hear about? What do you want to think? Uh, or what do you want to hear about? how we think this game's gonna go let us know and we can't wait to get back to you 
Oh my God, we're going to Miami, Super Bowl 54. That's the craziest thing to say. Um, still unbelievable. We love you, Chiefs Kingdom. Thank you for the support. Thank you for all you've done for us. We love doing this podcast for y'all. It is so much fun. It is so much fun to do, and we love doing it, and I cannot wait to do this Miami Super Bowl game. It's going to be awesome. We love you, Chiefs Kingdom. Thank you for everything, and we will see y'all in Miami. Peace, Chiefs Kingdom. Peace.